Hello, and welcome to the Beyond Earth show. I am your host, Ray Trujillo. This is a show consisting of multifaceted notions and introspections of the vastness of are we really alone? And within that broad spectrum of inquiry um, that comprises of so much and the precepts, the adepts of multi-belief systems through the ages, so to speak. And when I speak of uh, the ages, the wisdom of the ages and so forth. And I wanted to thank you for your participation, of course, for today's transmission upon this April 22nd, 2023, and happy Earth Day, everyone. As a reminder, this show is for everyone of all of our paths to God, cosmic love, unity, the source of oneness, and the peaceful mastery and the soul's evolution, the unity of light, and the unity of love and peace, of course, and when we speak of that, of also, there's a gargantuan force field that we are all in the emanation of that force field, and thereby we are all welcome here. And further, I'd like to acknowledge and give my gratitude to all the subscribers and also the brand new subscribers, for it is truly an honor and it is a privilege to coexist amongst all of you. And I thank you so very much for your participation once more. And so, um, I will say that, again, the purpose of the show, as I like to just preface in case someone is new, or just a reminder, that the purpose of the show is to assist in my most humble way to illuminate the dark, so to speak, um, to extend honor, optimism, with the attention upon enlightenment of the self, and also of the soul, on a psycho-spiritual, emotional, physical, and cognitive level as well. So, essentially, my endeavor is to propagate deeper knowledge of the unknowns, the mysteries, the uncertainties, to provide an atmosphere for all of us to postulate and contemplate the notion of all of the elements that are tangible and also the intangible. And so... My fellow brothers and sisters, light workers, peacemakers of the world, the initiates of the cosmic and the cosmic love, the divine principles, where in the fellow celestial kingdom that is amidst us and through us and around us and above us and below and to our left, to our right, and basically all of you of the kindred spirit of the like-mindedness and those that are simpatico with the expressions and the impressions that we perceive and receive from the divine and the sacred. For truly, that is a very beautiful force field vicinity to attune ourselves and also with our ultra-consciousness, um, and we also want to remain with it. We want to work towards it and remain with it through various modalities. For everyone, it's very respective to the personal self and personal beliefs and their own path, their own way that all leads to essentially the same divinity. So through prayer, through meditation, through yogic exercises, through breath work, chanting, 
Um, when you affirm and you sing, you know, you vocalize your throat chakra through the center field of the basic of the expression, the divine expression. And when you emanate with that, and when you apply the meridians and also with the etheric body and the physical body, when that is basically aligned with in any path to create that vessel within yourself. And then when you go inward with the silent inner dialogue between yourself, God, a higher consciousness stream, whatever is upon your heart, please know that you're divinely loved and cared for. And I just wanted to express that. And so for today's show, how I would like to discuss and computate upon uh, a couple of subjects, perhaps a continuation from April 8th's transmission pertaining to the transition of ourselves upon this earthly plane and the auric plane and also the indwelling sparks of light within our divinity that, let's say, during this time, exceedingly more important, especially at this time. And um, it is a paramount necessity. And I will repeat that, a paramount necessity upon this seemingly twilight zone of a time we are experiencing or witnessing or feeling or empathizing with and essentially overall enduring. And so if you are if you are not, let's say, experiencing or enduring such a twilight zone, I want to just insert this right now just to help be proactive, that please utilize this time to strengthen your critical thinking, your cognitive functions, and truly behold any form of your spirituality, for we are truly in the midst of continual planetary shifts, solar weather shifts, and manufactured elements of, I would say, made by design, so, you know, in, in, that there's an intended design out there, truly, that is created to overtake thine own personal karmic design path, and so forth, and so forth. And I can extend into that, of course, into perhaps this show and other shows, wherever it seems fit. However, this is a most ideal time to truly fortify, and I emphasize fortify, your strength, your compassion, your forgiveness, and also implementing your inner harmony and fortifying your self-love and the compassion of that self-love for thyself. And one could state that perhaps the portals are open, extremely open. And all while in this parallelism, those same illustrious portals of light hope also contend with the yin and the yang balance of where there is light, there's also darkness. So where there's darkness, there's also light. And so hold with that, think upon that, ponder that good and evil, evil and good. And so I'll bring up again the hermetic dictum of as above and so below. And so there's always this contrast and this balance of the scales. And we have our karmic scales to contend with. 
we have a good action equals a positive reaction and so forth and the, and the laws of divinity and the laws of resistance and so forth and so forth and the laws of order and so when I speak of this as a reminder of the yin and the yang and then also the hermetic dictum of as above and so below, we are experiencing an abomination of inverse reality in a myriad of elements in this present space-time continuum. And so in this parallelism of the dynamic force fields, the acceleration of energies, the force of pace, and the stagnation of and perhaps paralysis, uh, the spiritual paralysis, let's say. And further, it aligns back to, again, the duality of acceleration, the quickening, and then the haltened pause, stagnation of flow, and perhaps murkiness, the dark night of the soul. And so when that morose inner realm of the subconscious, the shadow self that is prone to being susceptible to the contentious discord and antagonization and that is emitted with perhaps a seeming dismissive intent, um, there's that separation of love and the separation of kindness and the separation from God, from Buddha, from the angelic saintly realm, the Bodhisattva realm, uh, Kuan Yin, um, from all of the light hope that wants to permeate and exist and coexist within and around us and through us of course and so this is merely expressed as support in turbulent times when we reflect upon this because in these turbulent times in which when you may hear the inner and the external voice express to essentially brace yourself for impact and when I speak of brace yourself for impact, that is truly the culmination of all the collective consciousness of awareness speaking forth in a particular order to convey in itself the voice of God, the voice of the Holy Spirit, the voice of Kuan Yin, Mother Mary, Archangel Azrael, Archangel Gabriel, Archangel Michael, for instance, anyone that is an ascended master, any element or just if you want to declare upon it your higher conscious self anything that you are comfortable with that's respective to yourself so i really want to help advise that please pay careful attention be very proactive with the application of right thought action and hold steadfast to your true divine intuition your holy spark of divinity and this is where I would like to insert as well that confront the emotion, the facts, the fear, and also the stressors upon your spiritual state and closely pay attention to your senses. What feels more vulnerable, for instance? What are you seeking? And so here goes the question. What would you like to achieve, for instance, in the physical self, the emotional self? the psycho-spiritual self, what would you like to manifest with deep intention that is in service to your soul and also into humanity and the earthly plane as well as the astral and soul star celestial plane? And generally, there are transformative powers of the question, why? 
So when we ponder why there's a transformation within that, that say, introspection, it's not an interrogation of the self, yet it is in that intrigue and in that inquisitive notion of the mind and the spirit. And, and I would like to give an example, a few examples. So when Jesus would ask, where would you have me go? Whom would you have me speak with? What would you have me do? Therefore, I'm here to go about my father's business. Well, when young Buddha would ask his father to leave the beautiful palace walls of protection and everything he could ever want and dream that would be, there'd be nothing outside those castle walls, those palace walls that would uh, tempt him to leave such a beautiful vicinity of that need not want for anything, right? So when Buddha successfully and cleverly received aid to escape the palace incognito stealthily (laughs) and he truly went about in his let's say cloak of invisibleness and in that incognito mode and got to truly observe and when young buddha got to observe the external elements that are beyond the palace walls then he asked why are they suffering what for and how to resolve this what should i do where shall i go and so forth and so essentially when i speak of the transformative power of the question why and where and how and application thereafter with the intention of taking action upon the question and what to do with that. So hence, while you're in, let's say, the when you're the individual that is seeking within the depths of your soul, yourself, your shadow self, when you ask interdependently why, how, and so on, there's a wondrous transformative power that's igniting from the indwelling spark of god buddha the holy ghost your soul star the godhead that wants to truly enlighten your path and to oppose the relegation of the negative fear-based separative ego and the metamorphosis from the lower psychism into and unto upward and onward of course that we all aspire to achieve in our soul's journey upon this incarnation or another and if you don't believe in reincarnation that's fine but essentially in your soul's pattern your soul's journey to achieve the emanation and to proclimate to yourself the layers and levels of the higher psychism of yourself while you are here on earth and also onward and transcending the earthly plane and also i want to say that Truly remember that this world is a great and powerful transformer in itself. So when I speak of that, I essentially mean that transmissions of love, cosmic love, of unity, transmissions of the pillars of celestial light, God, Buddha, the Bodhisattvas, the Blessed Mother Mary, the beautiful Ascended Masters, there is that undeniable force field of all the rays. And when I speak of the rays, the treatise of rays, 
there are a multitude of rays and we'll, you know, I'll speak of that a little more in further shows, but um, I intermittently discuss this yet when I speak of the rays of light and hope and discipleship of all realms to administer to the world from the harnessing of discipline, purity, integrity, um, the pure wholeness, and let's say blissful sheer joy, all while harboring courage, tenacity, and intrepidness. And intrepidness, I emphasize at this moment, especially because when in use of the application of, you've heard of IQ and EQ, right? So our cognitive intelligence and problem solving, conflict resolution and so forth also merges with emotional intelligence as well. But this is a time to truly, truly look towards the application of fostering further, deeper with your emotional intelligence. If that's something that you are consciously aware of and you're very content with it, wonderful. There's always room for all of us to continuously check in with ourselves. We always have to check in because we're constantly growing, we're constantly evolving, and we're in the third world. So in the third world, in the third world earthly dimension of whatever in the, not in the political third world, I'm speaking of in the, not the geographical third world, but in the third world dimension of this earthly plane, there's always the wrench, the contention of what can be thrown in to our third plane that we have to contend with, that we have to seek if we should confront it, make concessions with, and to you know, should we conflict, uh, resolve this? Should we prevent conflict? Should we, what should we do with that? So in those moments of when we're in this application of fostering our emotional intelligence, there's the transition from the darkness to the light and to pray, to spell, to affirm, to essentially manifest, to achieve that transformative energy and apply with the intention to essentially become the mirror of God, made perfect here, to transform your karma, the karma of the world, to share the wholeness of your learning on this planetary scale during a twilight of an epoch in this space-time continuum. And when I speak of the twilight of many of you may understand what I'm referring to, and you can take it up for your own interpretation, but we are in a, an extremely spiritual and physical and political and environmental and so forth and so forth. Um, everything is a bit like I was speaking of. There's an inversion of reality and so forth. And we have great deal to contend with in the solar weather and the planetary shifts that are positive and not so positive at times. And of course, everything else that we deal with in this third dimension. And so essentially in this world of our third dimension, when I speak of the twilight in this space-time continuum, this is the emphasis to just assist one another at this time, to really be patient with one another to the best of our human and spiritual abilities, because we are not of this flesh. Yes, we are contained in this flesh, of our interstitial fluid, our lymphatic system, our endocrine system, our skeletal system, our organs, and we are blessed, of course, with 
our cognitive function and surpassing the reptilian mind and we are blessed with beautiful gifts of many of you know the clairaudience the clairvoyancy the clairsentient and so forth and so forth we have a great deal of capacity where all of us have our pineal gland and our mirror neuron system and our neuroplasticity to continue to just increase that, that muscle increase that neuroplasticity of truly conscious reconditioning and so forth and so we all have a chance at one point or another to extend with our emotional intelligence and work with that even more and more and build it up no matter if you're a jedi master if you're 10th degree black belt in it great good for you but you know with we are 10th degree master in that so to speak and we've mastered it um truly you may not be grounded on this physical earth you may be with the bodhisattvas you might be with jesus you might be with the celestial kingdom that is above this dimension if you're at that perfect place of emanation and i'm not meaning to minimize anyone i'm just speaking the truth that you know so we all have our path we all have something to work with and um it's wonderful if you're at that level that's beautiful yet even if you're at that level, even the greatest master will say, the greatest sensei will say to you, when they're a 10th degree black belt and they're 101 years old, literally, and they'll say that I'm still learning. I'm still learning while I'm here. And so that is very much of the truth. So I didn't mean to digress, yet I will, I do want to uh, emphasize those notions with the self love and the transformation. So, when we go into the transformation and we amplify that and we integrate from the separation of love. So when we transform from that separation of love, the separation of compassion, and we integrate in the reflective, magical, the contagious notion of that there is something to behold. So when all of you behold the principles of individuation, for instance, the soul star, the force field, the quantum resonance, the morphic resonance with your atomic body. And let me just say that, for instance, when we think of the body and the marvel that it is, right, and the mechanism and, and so forth, there are many majesties within the internal body that affect and help to be our vehicle here. And so when we think of, when we really look deeper into, let's say, the cerebral spinal fluid that courses throughout the regions of your body and is susceptible to such physical vulnerability, yes, but then there's also such a great deal of magnetic force fields and transformative powers. And just think of that. There's and the body electric and then we can even think about and discuss the a non-calcified pineal glands. We all have a pineal gland, but there is the mystery of the pineal gland. And so when we have these internal organisms that are basically serving in the electrical body, the frequencies with the morphic resonance, the quantum resonance, and seemingly like an antenna, and as long as we really know what we're doing with it and we feel we take a moment with patience and with respect and we let ourselves self 
analyze, and then we're also open to others, the input of others with their observation of ourself as well. And we literally will confer with one another at times and we'll come to a certain conclusion and work from there. And so when we're in that place of that transformative power with our physical self, our psycho-spiritual self, our etheric body, and our soul star, and our cognitive functioning, and also our emotional triggers and our on our cognitive scale, and also our post-traumatic progress as well. I always like to talk about post-traumatic stress disorders and also that post-traumatic progress as well, that there's always a solution to everything. And so when there is any potential, let's say, of doubt that's inflicted upon your soul when you are embarking on your spiritual ascension, and also that's a via through any of those modalities I spoke of earlier, yet when you are embarking on that spiritual ascension via the transition of your ray initiates And there's so much to that, but let's just speak of that for now, that when you assimilate, when you integrate, when you allow those processes to just implement and then you allow it to make its own movement through you, and again, through that self-analysis and also analysis of others that you trust, of course, there's a great deal of importance to that. So, when the self-doubt comes in, and that, again, is the negative fear-based separative ego, that's the shadow self, the subconscious that is not always aligned with your greatest self because there's a form of survival, there's a form of a trigger, there's in our epigenetic frequency, in our DNA, in our blueprint of our DNA, we are all here because we have an ancestor that survived. So in the physiological spectrum, you know, epigenetically, we are here. But in the soul memory of ourselves, there's a great deal to contend with there and to uh, fragment at times and to put the pieces together when it's safe to do so mentally and spiritually and when it's comfortable for oneself. Yet, when the doubt comes in, can I survive X, Y, and Z? Can I withstand X, Y, and Z? Can I endure X, Y, and Z? And this is when I speak of this, that I want to just say, yes, you can. Yes, you can. And I'll bring up a parable here that um, if you know the story of Daniel, but when the angels spoke with, unto Daniel, and they said, yes, you can. So think about that from any, even if it is the unicorn in the rose field that says, yes, you can think upon that of your higher self. And if it's difficult to get to that place, no matter what it is, there are people that have literally end stage leukemia, cancer that the doctors say, you're not going to make it. The prognosis is that you're going to die. But then the inner spark that says, Yes, you can survive. You might survive a day longer than was generally uh, prognosed to you, or you may survive five years longer. You know, there's a time and a place where implementation, and and if you do die prematurely prior to that, then that's your soul's call. That's the your your path that your soul designed for itself. But when I speak of yes, you can, I speak of yes, you can in the motivational 
component of when when one assumes that I cannot grow, for instance, I cannot improve, I cannot make progress, how do I begin to truly self-actualize? And that's when I remind that we declare once more to thyself, yes, you can, yes, you can, and believe it, believe in yourself. You know, um, there's this beautiful um, allegory of um, Lewis Carroll, like, um, I'll believe in you if you believe in me, right? And you see the beautiful unicorn speaking into the character and you know, just believe in yourself. Just no matter what your belief system is, just please believe in yourself whenever we are facing certain conditions of that um, lower the vibration of ourselves that we all endure, unfortunately, in this third dimension. So when I speak of that, and I speak of also the self-compassion and the self-mercy, I want to, I want to bring in and call forth Kuan Yin. And as many of you know, and if you don't know, I'll give you a very brief, concise introduction of her. So Kuan Yin is essentially the goddess she is a bodhisattva. She's the goddess of compassion, of mercy, and so much more. And she is the master of the third ray. And she is on the karmic council of law and divine order. So when I speak of Kuan Yin, for those that do know and those that do not know, um, research into her. And there's various um, principles that are aligned with her. And you may have... Um, different interpretations from if you look upon from various parts of the eastern world of theology and dogmas and so forth but just it's very beautiful all of this is fascinating and beautiful so i implore to look further into that for all of you so when i speak of kuan yin and the mercy then when and truly when she saw the cries of the people so think of that Kuan Yin being a bodhisattva, able to be an ascended, true ascended master. And she is going onward and upward into the realms of the higher kingdoms, of the celestial kingdoms, of the nirvana, the heavenly realm that is away and with us always, yet it is a different destination, yes. But she heard the cries of the people from the heavens, and she had loved all of us so much that she wanted to be amongst us and to heal with her karmic abilities of healing and the flames of her power that extinguish the pain. And so right there, that's a transformative power to heal. And so just think of those notions of that there's always from any variation, from any angle, there's always going to be a transformative power to essentially heal. And so another example would be when Jesus Christ took up the stations of the cross and knowing truly what would become of him in the flesh, the carne, the mystical body. And when that was taken, the mighty sacrifice, and those of you that know, that don't know, or, you know, that's, well, in that revealing moment of that, that deed, that mighty sacrifice, well, the remnant now is what remains within 
us. And all of that is of most powerful, worthy cause, belief in the oneness of humanity from any modality, from any background, any theological or non-theological background, at some point, down to the science of it, there's a propagation to align with the most powerful, worthy cause to believe and have that belief in humanity that we are to strengthen and enlighten each other here on this earth and in this time of planetary history. These opportunities have loomed essentially so large, and of these opportunities that we are given in this amazing time, even if it's a contentious time, it is truly amazing, it's fascinating, and brace for impact, yes, and I'm not trying to be negative, but I'm being very honest, of course, yet these opportunities for all of us to entreat upon and administer the spiritual light this force field, the capability of being contacted and utilized by all humanity and sentient beings. We have the sovereignty of our free will. And, you know, while we do contend with the fire of our trials to burn out and extinguish our lower vibrational weaknesses, in essence, thereby, in spite of all of these difficulties, the altruism specter to share the light upon the human condition by taking chances. And we take these chances to strive toward the realization that we can make perfect here. So when we speak of Earth Day, and I should essentially say that I would love it if Earth Day was every day, um, <laughs> yet as we are united to one another and every living creature, sentient being, let us perfect what we can for the sentient beings for our earth. Let us also reflect as well that when we, I want to try this, let's do this, a mental telepathic excursion into the ecosystem. Literally try to attempt and behold right now a panoramic view of life on our planet. We have 8 billion plus people and counting. We have countless species, many that are in highly endangered and those that are endangered. And I can go on and on about that as well. And when we consider the manufactured materia and the emanations of what we've contributed to as human beings, and also those by design, of course, the design for good, the design for nefarious purposes and so forth. There's just this imbalance, but then there's also a balance amidst the chaos as well. And so when I speak of this and I truly look upon what to reflect upon and when we conjure the thought of our beautiful planet earth mother gaia um there's a place to remind ourselves in our epigenetic memory into our dna memory into our soul's memory that the mysteries of the ecological dynamism and our attempts to control and reshape it ruin it help it and destruct it once more it is in all of us that we have witnessed and observed this in our lifetimes, and we will, I, we will always be in this contentious place of that 
anything can happen as long as there is greed, as long as there is control, as long as there is um, the absence of the essential, which should be the bane of our existence, and but the absence of the true purity of the altruistic state of our journey of the soul in which we are here, yes, as a school to learn we are here to improve. We are here to help others. We are here to help the animals, help the trees and the bumblebees and, you know, the pollinators and, of course, the ecosystem of all sorts. I will go on and on about that because I love animals. But in essence, though, whatever we are confronted with and what is within our control and without our control, there is one determining factor is that when we do unite with the realm of our power, the realm of our soul star power, the realm of our inner light that can transcend the negative destruction in any way, eventually the consciousness does raise and it spreads to others and to others and to others of all belief systems and non-belief systems. As long as they believe that they want a better world, then to me I say God bless them, even if they don't believe in God. I, I don't care. I just like beautiful people that care about other people and care about the world. And so when we really look in a, like a, in a microcosm level, and then we extend into a macrocosm level and we see that when we're in the place of how we ruin the world and we ruin the earth and we destruct it and we try to help it. And then it just goes in a cycle and each of us being in part connected to earth as our flesh, this is our flesh. This is our home and we are at one. So think about, think about here, the biomass of green leaves. How often do we really take a moment to ponder the biomass of green leaves or the epidermal cells of a lily petals? and um, the lotus flower, Kuan Yin, right? So just think about that for just a moment. And when we ponder the structuring of the atoms, the galaxies, and those, the beautiful emanations of all of that, and then let's think of this, how the snake has successfully navigated eons of evolutions precisely by going about its business unseen see the snake also has to go about its business we all have to go about our business and so and i'll bring up to um the birds birds and sharks for instance they are truly survivors and they are they survived the prehistoric era um let's say um, 500 million years ago uh, let's estimate that it's it might be like 480 million at this time but i'm just going to say 500 million but when we look upon the late ordovician period in which we had a beautiful amazing amount of prehistoric animals and who survives today from that and so when we bear witness to that and we see that there's this uh, I would say this robust strength of this ecological lineage that has survived from that period of time to this period of time. And truly how marvelous for such a grand creature and other grand creatures as well to survive cataclysmic events and 
then when I speak of this, this is no offense to those that are truly cautious and careful, but I'm speaking of those that have zero concern and zero conscious effort into the propagation and advocacy of healing the planet and healing us and healing others and healing the sentient beings and the animals. It, the humans of the world in the industrial, commercial, the commercial fishing, overfishing, they've decimated our oceans and the life force. You know, we consist of a majority percentage of water and water is our life force. And so um, in a matter of decades, in a matter of decades, and I truly could go on and on and we could go about the Amazonian rainforest, the Aborigines, the indigenous people, um, in just a matter of decades, what has been decimated after, let's say, a 500 million time frame, an age that we still today have these beautiful creatures that, thank God, have survived, but they are literally being, there's, every day we have a new one that is no longer alive. So what we are thankful for are the ones that are still alive. And so when I think of and I speak of that when we want to enlighten each other and enlighten to help advocate in our own way from our own views and we find a way to help to subsist the continual evolution, the transition for the greater causes truly and to regenerate any way that we can. And so when because it's Earth Day, so I'm just going on an Earth Day diatribe right now. When we give nature a chance, nature is exceedingly resilient. And when we do no harm, think of when the doctors take a Hippocratic oath to do no harm. And there's proverbs, of course, that, uh, of all sorts, Hindu, Buddhist, Christian, Catholic, agnostic, you know, agnostic anything. Just essentially, the overall rule to do good, be good. No matter what the background, just do good, be good. So we have an oath under our creator to our home, to our fellow inhabitants, please do no harm, such as like the Hippocratic Oath of the Doctors in that way, please do no harm. And so elevate our consciousness by doing no harm of our individual, um, you know, the, when, our, when we have our individual plights and so forth and we express do no harm and we ask, do not harm me, we don't want to harm another, right? But when we truly do want to elevate our consciousness further of our individual needs, yes, that is of vast importance, of course. With their self-care and all of that is extremely important and extremely imperative. Yet, all while the implementation of regenerating the archetype within all of us of that renewal of our soul. So, our actions that we are one and that the actions that we are one with each other we are one with the world we are one with our planet and the galactic kingdom to become better consciously aware of what supports us what sustains us what holds us and when i speak of that essentially that is my effort to state that we belong to each other and that the requirements the needs of one are inseparably fused with the needs of each other. And so when we endeavor to elevate consciousness, we must aspire to the mature vision. And there's a maturity that we all seek every day. And 
when we aspire to receive and to work with that mature vision that is very capable of transcending the minor aspects of when we feel small, we all feel small at times. It's part of our human condition, yet in the minuscule aspects of the self, when we feel small. So we may thereby see the larger scale of others in a better light and to eradicate the forms of judgment, let me say extreme judgment as well, from our souls, from other people unto us, and let our souls propagate truly the balance, the yin and the yang, the compassion within is a transformer. Compassion is a transformer. So the values and virtues transform to uphold and to merge with our higher motivated priorities. And so that, and from that, only from the transition of that transformation, from when can we thereby unify our living integral contributions to that grander universal effort. And when I speak of that grander universal effort, it is our planet. It is each other. We are all here sharing this beautiful home that we truly want to establish and endeavor further to be a more healthy and a safer and more joyous and enlightened place. And even if at times there's no joy um, because of certain conditions, that's understandable. Not everything is always going to be perfect in the world, but the effort and the awareness and the conscious introspection application of that emotional intelligence to just whenever you have to shield yourself shield yourself whenever you want to help help whenever you need a time of reprieve and rest please do so that's okay work on your self-care and work on rebalancing your energy when need be but also that you are worthy of living here you are worthy of being here and so there is much to speak of that, and I may discuss more of that in our upcoming show. But I will say this, that given all of this in the sacredness and the virtues of our life force and our soul's journey, our incarnation here in this time and place in the year 2023, in the Aquarian age, and, you know, I, I've spoken of it before that when we are in this place of just wanting to grow and to keep growing and to help another, there is a great deal of the time and place for balance, order, structure, and that divine law of balance and order and structure as well. And so remember that you can essentially transform yourself in any particular process, even if it's a future hopeful progress that you intend to work on. And so when we think about the law and what governs all life, that law, the governing law of life, that we are truly all contracted in. And while we're contracted in, yes, let us also be stewards of the earth and also of one another and stewards of ourselves to help us fortify that strength. Because when we uplift ourselves, 
and we also uplift our planet and humanity. We strive to endeavor and improve our chances for a future. And so I truly do want to say that while I can, and we're at a critical juncture in our human scale again and again, and I may repeat myself because there is repetition with wisdom and sometimes there's things that I may state differently or similarly, but it's the theme that continues to channel through me to speak of. And so that there's a reminder that we are in bond and service to one another to grow together in this consciousness and applying our unity in the greater purpose of the divine will of man. And that when we're in that place of the stalwart approach or we're in the place of a passive approach or we're, you know, very agreeable versus disagreeable and so forth, um, the divine man will always stand in the revelation, in the revealed state of consciousness. And so when we speak of that, when we look upon that, what is truly paramount to be revealed of yourself for yourself? And let's say the inquisition of your your most intriguing personal question, the transformative introspection of why for yourself. And so when you think of why for yourself, for instance, there could be a great notion of why do I feel pain? Why does my soul feel that it's hurting? Why do I feel lackluster? Why do I feel like I'm having the dark night of the soul? And that's everyone's right to have feelings, of course. But then we want to introspect into, okay, how? How, how, how? What is the origin? What is the root? What is the emanation of that? Where did this come from? What fragmented parts of this? Where did that originate from? The fractal parts, right? So how do we look to that origin to survive and to be here and be here tomorrow? And so when we're in that greater purpose of that divine plan, like I was speaking earlier, all will be revealed. And so when you apply the sense of the mundane and you coexist with the mundane and the spiritual plane and that law that does govern all life, just look at the progress of, let's say, since it's Earth Day, I love sharks and I just want to insert this for now in the robust lineage of, let's say, a great white shark, Carcardon carcarius. And when we think of a great white shark, yes, yeah, some may be invoked with certain fear, some may with awe, and I, I just love them since I was born. So um, I, there's the strength there, and untouched, and unmolested, untouched by the material world of the manufactured industrial man, okay? Great white sharks can live for ages, literally surpassing even 60 years old. And prior to humans' condition, they're one of the only species that does not have a predisposition to cancer. And so there's a great deal of that, but a lifespan 
of a great white shark and the gestation period and the maturity period. Think about that, that there's time and patience for anything that is of greatness, anything that is of complete significance and that is imperative. There is a position of patience within the self to allow the self to grow, to have that robust lineage and to have that robust enforcement of the self through whatever trial, whatever error, if there's um, the, the third dimensional contentions, right? But that we keep persevering, we keep working through it, that we work through and that we can find our spirit animal, so to speak. We can be the apex, great way sharks, our apex predators, so forth. But we can, because if we don't have, Albert Einstein said, if we don't have the bumblebees, we do not exist. And the same goes for the sharks, because sharks are truly the bumblebees of the ocean. When we don't have sharks, the apex predator of the ocean, which we consist of majority of water, yes, and the world is consistent of water, then that is the decline further of our human existence. And that the juxtaposition, the contradiction, the irony here of it all is that not you individually, but the collective ignorance of those that are formed and emulated of greed and that is their posit in this earth they've contributed to the decimation the aluminum in the in the air for the beautiful pollinators to die they are suffering they are confused they cannot return to their hive and when they die off the bumblebees die off and then the sharks die off and we have sharks that live to 400 years the Greenland shark, 400 years, and then maturity level, everything, just the gestation period. It's, it's great white sharks are pregnant for longer than a human woman, and they don't give birth like kittens and puppies do. You know, they they have a very different process, but anyhow. So I wanted to close off with the fact that just remind yourself, whatever assists you in powering up and whatever causes you to feel the need to posit more of that strength within yourself in whatever form, then please, please, please take your time to self-reflect, to, let's say, brainstorm, to have an internal dialogue with the self, to have an external dialogue with someone you trust, um, to truly computate and look within and make little goals for yourself, even if it's, I want to learn how to plant a seed. Great. Or I want to learn how to clean my room. Great. I want to learn how to organize my documents. Great. Perfect. One little goal. And there's a shift in the cerebral cortex and the cognitive function. And so just know that every day that you consider yourself to be worthy and important and that there's a great deal of love and cosmic love that surrounds you, that that is a reflection of the teachings of the ages and for yourself. And so thank you so much, all of you today for your participation and, and also happy Earth Day every day and happy you day every day. Happy self-love. I deserve love. And think about Kuan Yin. Think about the... The Bodhisattva, think about Jesus, think about the Holy Spirit, think about the archangels, think about 
your celestial star system. Think about your spirit guides. Think about everything that means something pertinent to you and work with them. There's always hope and optimism and elevate yourself now and tomorrow. And I will be back in two weeks time on May 6, 2023. It has been lovely to be here with you. And once again, this is Ray Trujillo, your host of the Beyond Earth show. And have a beautiful two weeks time. Thank you. Bye.